Welcome to the Elevating Funeral Service podcast. If you want to run a successful funeral home, cemetery, or pet cremation service, you don't have to be the one that has the lowest price. You do need to be the one that offers the most value, provides the best customer experience, and clearly communicates that in your marketing. On this weekly podcast, Ellery and Welton will show easy ways to demonstrate value to families and create differentiation that helps you stand out from the competition. Hey everyone, uh, I'm Ellery Bowker. That's my good friend Welton Hong, and you are listening to the Elevating Funeral Service podcast. This is a podcast that Welton and I have started. Um, our goal is to help funeral homes um, grow their businesses and cemeteries grow their businesses by kind of elevating certain parts of their business. And at the end of the day, we want to kind of help them create differentiation, kind of avoid competing on price, um, and try to drive more value and show more value uh, in what they're doing. Um, these podcasts are, are going to be what we're calling teaching podcasts. And what that means is that we're going to bring one idea a week. Uh, basically, if you think about funeral service in a continuum and all the different moving parts, we're going to try to examine one part each week, um, kind of see how most funeral homes are doing it, um, talk about you know some best practices, and then kind of how to fill that gap. Um, Welton and I both uh, have the privilege of working with funeral homes all over the country. So we feel like we can confidently bring you guys uh, some ideas uh, on how you can elevate some of those business or some of those uh, uh, touch points that you have. And again, the whole idea behind, um, you know, t one touch point at a time is the idea that um, if you do, uh, if you improve one touch point at a time and you do it over time, uh, those will end up being massive results. So instead of a funeral home trying to go out and change everything they're doing, um, you know, massively, that's usually not going to happen. It's kind of like those New Year's resolutions, right? You try to do lose weight, do this, this, and this, you know, uh, it's better to pick one thing and improve upon it. So we're going to do that kind of each and every week. Okay. So how you doing, Welton? Awesome. Couldn't be better. This is fun. I'm just good. love to very humbling again to be here to teach. It's just fun. Good, good. Well, I'm 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 thrilled to have you here with me as your partner. Um, so the first, what we're gonna do is we're gonna talk about funeral pricing and and basically we're gonna talk about funeral pricing online. Um, this is gonna be two episodes. The first episode we're gonna talk about the why. Um, why you should or shouldn't uh, put your pricing online. We'll dive into that. And the second is going to be if you choose to put the pricing online, how you should put your pricing online. There's lots of different ways to do that. Oh, yeah. So the first thing we're going to do is we're going to talk about why. Okay. Um, and what I'll do is I'm going to share one story that I've got and Welton's going to share some data and then we'll kind of get into some of the specifics. Um, let's talk about what the landscape looks like right now with funeral home pricing. I don't have any data today to know exactly how many funeral homes are showing pricing, but I know it's more than it was yesterday, right? And it's more than it was a few years ago. <clears throat> Excuse me. Our company in 2014, um, we did a side project where what we did is we wanted to go out and find out uh, what the landscape looked like, who was showing prices online and who wasn't showing prices online, because this subject's been around for a while. There's lots of opinions on both sides of the, uh, of the aisle here. Um, but what we did is we studied 8,000 uh, funeral homes. That sounds wow. like a crazy amount, and it was. Wow. But we, we physically had people go to 8,000 funeral home websites, uh, and we made two passes in this study. It was very quick, but just two passes. The first pass we made was uh, asking one simple question, which was, does this funeral home show any kind of pricing on this website? Okay, whether it's understandable or, you know, jumbled up, but, you know, could you find some pricing on this website? And then what we did is we took those that did, okay, mm -hmm. and which, by the way, was 17% of the 8,000 uh, websites had some kind of funeral pricing online. 
So the second pass we took, Welton, was does the does the pricing online make sense? You know, was it understandable, or okay. was it something like uh, uh, you know a big convoluted complicated GPL? Right. You know, or was it what we call understandable? Mm-hmm. Uh, and out of that, about half. So half of the seventeen percent, or about eight percent of everybody had pricing online that was uh, understandable, right? So you could get some kind of an idea on that. So the reason that I think it's important, and we'll kind of get into the data that you're going to say show that's going to support this, was if you look and you ask 100 people that are being forced to shop for funeral services or plan this, if you ask all of them, how many of you would like to be able to have pricing accessible to you as you go through this process? I think it's a fair statement that all of them are going to say yes. Oh, yeah. So if we back up and say 100% say yes, only 8% show it, you know, there's a big gap in there, right? So um, I know from my experience that every, um, every uh, unsatisfied customer, right, every bad customer experience starts with an unmet expectation, right. right? You want one thing, you order the big red Robin burger, and it comes out looking like the McDonald's dollar burger. Um, there's an unmet expectation, right? There, mm-hmm. Therein lies the bad customer experience, the start of it. So right. I think about that when I think about consumers looking for funeral information and pricing information. Yeah. You know they want it, right? Because we want it, and it's not there. And then so you're already starting that relationship off if you do get to the relationship point with kind of an unmet expectation. So right. that's just the data that I have. And again, that was five or six years ago. So I know for a fact it's a lot more now but right. I don't think it's as many as it needs to be. But, no, still not enough. But don't take my word for it. What Welton has some data to show that I think is really convincing um, as to the fact that funeral home or consumers are looking for prices online. So Welton, share that data with yeah. us, if you will. This will be great. So this is the data I pulled directly from Google. Google has a tool called Keyword Research Tool. It let us know how many, approximately how many people are going on a monthly basis, going on Google, typing in keywords related to cost in the death care industry. And of course, there's a lot more other type of keyword searches. People are going on there, typing funeral home near me, those type of keywords. But these are specifically just people looking for cost. And just look at this, in total, total wise, nationwide, there's about 76,000 people just looking for anything associated with pricing. And very interesting here is if you look at the top 50 keywords that people physically type in, it could be from mobile device, could be desktop, right? Very often we thought people are very, if people type in cremation costs, they're looking for cheap, right? They're looking for, um, right, affordable. But if you look at this keyword, it's a top 50 search terms very few of these are talking about they want cheap cremation, low yeah. cost per cremation, right? It's very, very until you get to a little bit lower, but right, people aren't necessarily right looking for cheap. They're just when they don't know how much something costs, they want to do research. They want to type in cremation cost, right? Cremation pricing, right? Not yeah. cheap cremation. They're, it's not what first thing they get. I was like, hey, right. I want cheap cremation. Yeah, that's that's interesting. And you know, the the interesting thing about this too, Welton, I think about these are the people that specifically typed in cremation cost, you know, uh, funeral costs, etc. Um, 
so that's so you're looking at twenty two thousand a month at type in cremation cost. But here's what I know, or I'm theorizing, but I'm sure I'm right, is that how many more people uh, are typing in funeral home near me or searching a funeral home's name for the sole purpose of going to that website to find the price? Oh, yeah. so these people are starting finding the price. The other people want the price, but they're just going about it, you know, with a different term, like you know, Welton's funeral home, and then they're going to go there and then look for the price. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I mean, I feel like that would be, you know. A whole lot more than what you're looking at. A lot more than this. A lot more. And these are problem-aware families, right? right? They're physically going to Google. They're typing the search term. Right. Awesome. Awesome. I'm so glad you got that because, again, that's just not our opinion, right? That's Google's data. <laughs> uh, and that shows. And, 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 again, those are astronomical numbers. So what I thought we would do is I thought we could talk about two things. We could talk about why don't funeral homes show their prices online, right? So we'll kind of get down to, you know, their reasoning. Uh, and then we'll kind of switch the uh, empathy test on here and we'll talk about why um, we think they should show prices online if, in fact, you think they should. So from my, from my understanding and kind of what I see when I've kind of had this conversation before, I think there are three reasons why a funeral home will not show their prices online. And I'll throw out a reason and you can kind of tell me what you think, whether you agree with it or not. Uh, <laughs> but I think the first uh, reason um, and a solid one is that um, whether you believe this one is valid or not, I think that a lot of them don't show their prices because they're afraid that the competitor down the street will get that price and then use that against them. Now, all the time. my answer, and then I'll, I'd love to hear yours, my thought to that is that's probably not a good reason because... I think the neighbor down the street already has your prices. They already have. <laughs> already have a GPL underneath the mat on their right. neck, and they're already using that price against right. you. So yes. I don't think I don't think sh not showing that uh, because of that is a valid reason or or you know a good enough reason not to. What do you think? I totally agree. Yeah. Whenever I talk to my clients, hey, do you know the pricing of your competitors? They all know. <laughs> right? yeah. they, they price shop, right? They they do secret shopping. They will call. They already know their competitor's pricing. Right, right. Yeah. I'll throw one more thing out there. If you don't show your pricing because mm -hmm. you're afraid your competitor is going to use it against you, mm -hmm. uh, I think that you will, and I think I'm right, I think that you will lose more calls because Great. people come to your website and you don't have pricing. I think you'll lose more calls because of that than you will because you show the price and your competitor uses it against you, right? Uh, the back button is one of the biggest buttons on the keyboard. Oh, right? yeah. We're an impatient uh, uh, company or people. And if you don't find what you're looking for, you will hit back and go to the next one. Okay. Yeah. So I think that you, I think not showing it because you're afraid you're going to lose calls, maybe doing the opposite of what you think. I agree. Cause Elder, cause if your competitor, if your competitor already showed the pricing and you don't, I will go with somebody, me personally, I will go with somebody who already sharing the pricing. If you're multiple competitors, they're all showing pricing and you don't. Yeah. Uh, most likely they're going to exit it off right away. And the sad part is you could be less. Yeah. You could yeah. actually be a better value, yeah. but they don't know right. it, right? Because yeah. you're putting the onus on them to have to call you. Right. And and the other ones are not. So uh, it's not always going to be the best service provider that gets the call. It's going to be the yeah. one with the best messaging and the one with the least, pa least, passive, least path of resistance. Okay. Mm -hmm. Might have to edit that tongue twister out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whoever makes it easier, right? People, people gravitate toward what's easy. Mm -hmm. All right. So th that's the first reason. I think the second reason why, and I think this is really a solid reason and I understand it is they don't feel like they can give an accurate price because exactly. they need more information, right? Like how much I is agree. a cremation? It's hard to answer without saying what you want. Mm -hmm. um, 
my idea on that, uh, I don't think that's a reason not to, only because I don't believe that people are looking for a down to the penny price. I think they're looking for a range or they're trying to find out an idea. Mm -hmm. And because we're in the funeral business all the time, it's easy for us to forget that the person searching right now may have never even been to a funeral. Maybe they have just no idea what a funeral should cost. They probably have an idea that it's expensive or -hmm. they've listened to somebody else say it's expensive, but they just don't know. And they just want to know, you know, what it's going to cost. Um, so I don't think that's a good reason why. Um, what do you think? Yeah, totally agree. Cause right. Many of them might thought it's going to be, I don't know, very, very expensive. Exactly what you say, Ellery. And then when they come here, it's like, you can put from now at least to get a ballpark. Oh, wow. I didn't know that this is actually more affordable than I thought. Yeah. Right. So you're missing out on those who could actually afford your services. Yeah. Yeah. And again, um, neither Welton or I are passing judgment. I mean, you run your funeral home the way you want to run your funeral home. I'm only talking about it from a, from a consumer standpoint um, and kind of what I think that the reason some funeral homes don't show it maybe isn't, in other words, it may be doing more harm than good um, right. because we're doing that. So I don't think, I think the whole from, right? Like a, a, a cremation with a memorial service starts from and then you go up from there. I think consumers are smart enough to know that the final check amount is going to be dependent upon what they choose and some of the bells and whistles they choose. So, okay. The third reason why, and I think this is probably one of the, the, the deeper rooted problems is they feel like they can't explain the price. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you are, you know, I charge $2,400 for cremation. The next guy charges 1800. A consumer says, Ellery, why do you charge 2400? And I say, because we serve you better. Right. I mean, they have a hard time explaining that. And so they don't put it on her because they know that it's going to be much easier to explain it. If that family is sitting in front of them in the arrangement room, right? There's already relationship going on. Unfortunately, today's world, people, uh, you're going to have to make, you're going to have to win the call before the call, meaning you're going to have to get them past that first hurdle to call you. Mm -hmm. And if you don't show the pricing on there, because you're afraid you can't justify it without meeting with them, you may never get to meet with them. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. so, what do you oh, think? Yeah. Totally agree. Because I think still they're missing out more than not, right? Putting in from ballparks, right? Your your packages, which Eleanor will show some uh, in the next episode, some of the funeral homes, how they put package deals. As a consumer, it's easy for me to understand, right? These are the certain ranges. I think just easier for consumers to understand. Yeah. I am so excited about next week's episode, guys, because we've got some real examples to show you. Again, we don't want to come on here and theorize. We want to show you examples of kind of how it's not working and ways that it really is working. So some of these reasons why you may not be showing your prices online right now, I'm hoping that next week with what you see on this episode, that we can make the case for you and show you a way that you can do it. So you can benefit from having it on there and still kind of ease some of your worries about why you're not putting it on there now. Okay. So let's shift gears now real quick. Well, and let's talk about three reasons why they should put prices online. Okay. And I'm going to be in that side of the aisle and we don't have to debate this. I think Welton's on the same side I am, but I want to, I want to make a a case here why that you should put pricing online. And many times what we do in our company, and I know Welton, you do the same, when we're trying to decide how we do something, uh, we try to uh, pass what we call the empathy equation, right? Or the empathy mm-hmm. test. 
In other words, let's not talk about how it's good for us. Let's talk about how it's good for the customer. And if it passes that test, then we kind of go to the next step in development. So I think there's three questions that the funeral home or cemetery should ask uh, themselves uh, when determining whether or not to put your prices online. Okay. Well, and the first question is, do the consumers want to see prices online? Yes, definitely. They want to see pricing because if you don't know anything, right, if you don't know how much things are, you always just want an expectation as a approximate how much it is. Right. Consumers, we expect price pricing on websites. I'll give you kind of a clear reason why I would want to see it online. I'm the one paying for it. Right. (laughs) So, I'm going to be the one paying for it. Eventually I need, someone's got to tell me how much this thing is. Right. So I definitely want to see it online. Right. I, I don't want the burden to be on me to have to call you. Right. Uh, to find out how much that thing is. I just, I'm, I don't want to do it. And I'm pretty sure no one else wants to do that too. So I think that it's pretty, uh, I think it's pretty well known that if you put yourself in, in, in the customer's shoes, right, take this from an empathy standpoint, mm-hmm. do consumers want to see the pricing? Yes. Okay. Second question is, and this is a key one, do they expect to see prices online? Do funeral consumers, okay. when they're shopping around, do they expect to be able to find the price when they go to your website? What do you Again, think? yes, definitely expect to see pricing. Again, not the exact pricing as to what you know the Ellery is a ballpark. What's okay. included, approximately what's included in this price. Is there shopping around? That's the whole thing here is with prevalence of mobile device, with desktop, so easy to hop from one website to the next, to the next. Now they're trying to do their homework. Oh, well, proxying, this is this, this is this. They're basically using price plus value to see what's included in this and that. So they do to put pricing on there. And I would expect, right, whoever has pricing on there, Typically, might be the one to win. Yeah, good points. Uh, I'll come back to one thing: that every bad customer experience starts with an unmet, expe- unmet expectation. So if they expect <laughs> that is all right. If they don't. You're already starting what I call behind the eight ball. Um, I also know that as a business, whether it's the funeral business or any other business, we're judged by what others do. So. Amazon is making it hard for every uh, uh, e-commerce person out there because we're now, if I come to your website to buy something, and let's set funeral home aside for a second. If I come to your website to buy anything, I am so used to what Amazon has made it so easy that your process could be easy, but it's not that easy. So I'm judging you based upon what Amazon is giving me, right? So I think that if every other category in your life, every other purchase, every other anything you can find pricing on to come to a funeral home website and not find pricing is like coming to a screeching halt. They don't understand why they do expect it to be there. And I, and I was talking to you about this before, but you know, I went to uh, Disney world uh, last year with my family. Uh, I didn't speak to a human being until I got there. Everything was planned online. I mean, the first words I heard from anybody on the Disney side was when I walked up to the desk and the lady had the ears on, you know, <laughs> welcome to Florida, you know. So we expect to be able to plan and to right. you know, make arrangements and do all this other stuff online. Okay. The third question, and we'll wrap this one up, uh, and this is the true empathy question, is would it help your consumer, right? Would it help them if, they, uh, if the prices were online? What do you say? Definitely yes again. Right. I think most consumers, again, they want to do more research before they call you. They do. Right. They will compare again, multiple websites. They just want to get a ballpark, do a little bit more research, get a little comfort feeling 
before they call you. So they don't feel like they're going to get cajoled when they call you up. Yeah, great. I think the answer to that question uh, lies in another question, which is, do we believe that a consumer is looking for an exact price or do you think they're looking for an idea? Idea. If you believe they're looking for an exact price, uh, then, you know, that's a different path. But if you believe that they're looking for a range or an idea or a starting point, mm-hmm. then the answer is absolutely it would help them. Oh, yeah. um, and again, it's not always the best provider. It's not always the cheapest provider. It's the one that makes it the easiest, you know, one that guides that family. Because your job uh, as a funeral home, that website's job first is to guide them to the mm-hmm. next step, you know? Right. And, and I think about, you know, in copywriting, uh, I learned early on that the goal of the first sentence is mm-hmm. to get somebody to read the second sentence, <laughs> right? And That's so right. That yeah. is totally right. Yeah, and so with a funeral home website, the first thing to do is to instill trust and exactly. confidence. Mm-hmm. And then the next step is to get them to understand that you have what they want and mm-hmm. to let them explore. Uh, and then, so you have to guide them. And so when, there's a, a roadblock like pricing. It's like a tree across the road. They don't want to go any further. They can't go over the tree and can't go around the tree. So they stop and they back up and they go somewhere else. So mm-hmm. I think it does help them. Oh, yeah. um, so next week, we're going to talk about how to show it. So we're going to assume <laughs> that we've made the case that you should show it. So if you don't tune in next week, I know you're not going to, <laughs> you're not going to think it's a good idea. But if you do tune in, I'm going to know that you believe us, that it's a good idea. And we're going to show you some really, really good ways to do it that will alleviate some of the fears about why you, why you don't want to do it and how it can help that consumer. And I think that you guys will really get a lot of value out of that next episode. So um, we do, again, we're brand new at this. So if you have any feedback for us, any ideas uh, on how we can make this better, anything you want to hear from us, or if you think it's terrible, tell us that too. So um, we do appreciate you guys listening. Any final thoughts, Welton? No, it's fun. So next episode, we're going to share our screen, show you concrete examples. Yeah, it'll be yeah. just fun. Yeah. And so on the bad examples, we'll redact the names to protect Yes, of protect course. Those. We're not trying to embarrass anybody and we're not making fun. I promise you, we're not judging anybody, by the way. We just want to show you uh, an example of, you know, what, what we think works well and what we think doesn't work well. And then you guys can kind of form uh, your own opinion on that. So again, thank you for watching. We look forward to talking with you guys next week. So until then, talk to you later. <laughs>